Hey, you're listening to Making an Impact Christian Podcast Show with the host, Mike Anthony. Hey, is this thing on? What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are on Making an Impact Christian Podcast Show. I'm your host, Mike Anthony. And on this podcast, we endeavor to empower you, the listener, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. Tonight, 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 we have a power pack show. Yes, we do. Here at Making an Impact Christian Podcast Show, we're going to be talking about our 92nd spot. Our 92nd spot here at Making an Impact. Impact Christian Podcast Show is just 90 seconds of something that we like to highlight, whether it be a charitable deed, thought, author, and tonight we're going to be highlighting a awesome movie trailer. Yeah, this uh, these two Christian brothers have set out to change the world and turn it upside down. Doesn't that sound familiar? Sound like the disciples to me, the apostles, and... I believe they're doing good things for the kingdom, and uh, we're going to highlight that here on the 92nd spot. So buckle up, man. Get ready. We about to drive. How about that? You are on Making the Impact Christian Podcast show with your host, Mike Anthony. Next up is the 92nd spot. Holla. Hey, stop what you're doing. Turn up your radio. You on the 92nd spot. Your host, Mike Anthony. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Mike Anthony, from Making an Impact Christian Podcast Show. And you're on the 92nd spot here at Making an Impact. And on the 92nd spot, we are highlighting those that are doing big things, authors, um, those that are doing songs, music. And tonight we have our producers tonight. They produced a movie by the name of Heavenly Deposit. And I was blessed when I saw the trailer, I was like, man, wow. And uh, so I wanted to share it with you all because you know, if you've been following this show, you've been a part about what we've been doing here. You know, I'm all about the independent Christian artists. I love the mainstream artists. I love the big time people, but the, but the independent artists is really close to my heart. So I'm just wanna lift up to you, uh, independent um, producers, and the movie is called Heavenly Deposit. Yo, you're going to love the trailer because I love the trailer. I thought it was dope. And I just want to bless you. Amen. When you got something good, woo, you share it. All right. Get ready to buckle down. Get ready to connect because the next segment you will hear will be the 90 second spot and you're going to be blessed by these brothers. All right. Take care. K-I-N-G Making an Impact Christian Podcast Show Christ-centered inspiration Are you for real? Impacting multitudes One soul at a time Have you ever felt like no matter how hard you try Things just still go wrong? 
Many times. What do you do? I let go and let God. All I'm asking from you is to bump up our credit limit to where it was. Uh, it's declined. We're experiencing some financial hardships at the moment. You have six days to make payment. I can't believe this is happening. You know, I never ask you to pray with me. It's you and me. We got this. God wants to help you, Peter. Excuse me? But you're not letting him in. I did once. Last time we spoke, you took a man away from me. I loved dearly. From that day, I swore to take matters into my own hands. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I know that you don't believe, but I will pray for you. I love you so much. It's a miracle. You believe in miracles? Listen, if you need me. Wow, wow, wow. That is an awesome movie trailer, y'all. I don't know about y'all, but every time I hear it, I'm like, I can't wait to go see it. Whether it's in the movie theater, DVD, sign me up because those guys have something great. The producers are, I believe it's George Vincent and Rick Irvin. I uh, met, the, met uh, George Vincent on uh, Instagram, right? <laughs> Crazy, right? Um, Start following him on Instagram. Got like 234,000 followers. So I'm into independent artists and independent um, just Christian stuff, man. I'm a Christian guy, Christian junkie, you might as well say, because I'm about repping the kingdom. If you're doing it, if it's Christian t-shirts, if it's if it's Christian music, as long as, as, long as it's repping and glorifying God, sign me up. When it stop, when it stops glorifying God, that's when I get off. Don't care what you're doing then. However, and from a perspective of, I do care what you're doing if we can minister to you and speak life to your situation. But if you're just doing your own thing and God is nowhere in your equation and you don't want to hear nothing from the Lord and hear nothing from, hear nothing from its people, from its people, then that's when I, sorry, kindly decline, get off the train. But anyway, um, uh, the gentleman sent me the trailer and uh, I was like, wow, this is good stuff. And when I saw the trailer and uh, just all of it's in there, man, it, it's good. Uh, check, make sure you check that out and uh, be a blessing. Be a blessing to the kingdom. You always hear me say that. I don't care what people are doing, if they're doing positive things and making an impact, you be a blessing. All right. God bless. What, 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 what podcast is bringing you the word? Big and Impact Christian Podcast Show. Hey, prepare yourself for the impact word. This is the segment where Mike Anthony will be providing us with godly insight. I hope you want to grow because I know I do. So buckle up and get ready to be impacted on Making an Impact Christian Podcast Show. Hey, is this thing on? All right. 
What's up, everybody? We are back. Getting ready for the impact word. I thought about it. That was going along uh, on this show. And I had so many other things lined up. But I think I'm going to cut this one a little bit short tonight. I'm not going to do the notable quotables or uh, the other segments that I have um, prepared. But I think that Sometimes you get a little hungry, right? A little hungry for the word. Thirsty. Mm, thirsty for his presence. And I thought about, I'm like, all that other stuff that we talk about is good. We thank God for the trailer. We thank God for the artist that we highlight on the show. But this is making an impact, Christian Podcast Show. And the best impact that will ever be made, that will ever be made in your life, in my life, is through the Word of God. And this is going to be a blessed segment as we're coming up on part two of living your best life. I hope you were blessed by part one. So we're going to have part two coming right now. Make sure you guys get over to making an impact md.com that's my new website y'all that's what I'm going to do most of my podcasting through um, my new website I'm so excited and more importantly I'm, I'm excited that we are on the ride together thank you so much from the bottom of my heart so enjoy this word I pray that you enjoy the programming that you get here at making the impact Christian podcast show because we put in time to give you the best quality content that you can possibly have. We put in time to make sure that this show is more different than any other podcast you will listen to. So if you're going to invest, invest in us. Making the Impact Christian Podcast Show. Get on over to my website. M-A-K-I-N-G. Y'all know that, right? Making A-N-I-M-P-A-C-T. MD.com and let's go. Let's do it. Alright, enjoy the word from Reverend Nicole Walker. Living your best life. Cause that's what I'm doing. In God. Hallelujah. Bless you. And bless the Lord. Alright. You're God. listening to Making an Impact Christian Podcast Show with your host, Mike Anthony. The voice of the enemy and sometimes, yes, even your own inner voice. But John 10, 27 says, my sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. We must be discreet in what we listen to and allow and allow to into our ear gates. We must learn to recognize the voice of God. How do we learn? We learn by listening. We often develop a distorted picture and understanding of what it means to live our best life because we're listening to the wrong thing. 
The world depicts living our best lives as living as if there are no consequences. You indulge in every desire. You say everything that's on your mind. Do only what you want to do or feel like doing. Base every decision merely on what will make you happy. I caution you, my brothers and sisters, against this warped kind of thinking. Beware of ungodly wisdom and counsel. I often say when we reflect on the fall of man, you remember when Eve was in the garden, she got into trouble listening to the wrong voice. Uh, and beware of ungodly advice because the Bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is destruction. The word calls us to come out from among the world, to be in the world, but not of the world, which means we have to exercise come some restraint. We can't do everything we want to do. We can't do, we, we, the word tells us to bridle our tongues. Another word means to control. Don't let anything, everything come out of your mouth. The word admonishes us to be holy as God is holy. We can't give in to every desire that we have. Every urge that you feel, you can't do. Isaiah 119 says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. The blessed life is not an easy life, but I guarantee you it will be your best life. Oftentimes, oftentimes when our lives are not going as planned or as we hope, we feel abandoned. And we say, God, you're not speaking. Anybody other than me been there? I can't hear you saying nothing. But sometimes it's not that God isn't speaking, it's that we're not listening to him. Some of us have so much background noise that we can't even hear God. Y'all ever call folk and you can't even hear the person you're trying to talk to because the TV's so loud in the background? <laughs> and you say, turn the TV down, I can't hear. <laughs> and they say, huh? It's so much background noise that sometimes that's how it is God's trying to speak to us, but we can't hear because there's too much noise. We have too many voices, too many outside influences, too much self-talk and inner chatter. Some of us are talking too much that God can't get a word in edgewise. How much time do you spend listening to God in prayer? I know we talk in prayer, but remember, prayer is a conversation. So when does God speak? Oh, y'all done got quiet on me. Mm. Yes, I know we talk, we, we give our position, but when do we allow God to speak back? God is speaking to us. In Jeremiah 33, 3, he says, call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things which you know is not. He says in Jeremiah 29, 13, ye shall find me when ye search for me with all of your heart. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Draw nigh unto me. I will draw nigh unto you. He's there, but are you listening? Listen up. Secondly, in our text we see here, let me move. We must launch out. Launch out. Verse 4 in our text says that, And when Jesus had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep. Oftentimes, God is not speaking because he's waiting for us to move. He's done instructing, and now he's waiting for us to act on what he has said for us to do. He's waiting for us to step out on his word, believing that it shall come to pass. We must be willing to do something different in order to achieve a different result. Only an insane person does the same thing but expects a different result. We must be willing to be uncomfortable. 
Launching out was a little uncomfortable. See, Peter had always fished right there at the shoreline, right there. He had caught many of good fish right there where he was comfortable. It was predictable. It was safe. And watch this. He actually caught enough fish to sustain him at that time. Fishing at the shore was good enough. But you can't live your best life and, and, and have a bed at best uh, your live your best life without have with having an attitude of good enough. Living your best life in Christ is learning to be content without growing complacent. I'll say that one more time. Living your best life in Christ is learning to be content without growing complacent. Whatever state you find yourself in, you must learn to be content. Satisfied with the life that God has planned for us, grateful for every blessing that you have, but not so comfortable that you become complacent and sometimes uncomfortable uh, and, and just satisfied with where you are. You got to be willing to go a little deeper. I dare you to step out, to launch out a little further on the word of God. Last year, you memorized three scriptures. This year, maybe we're going to memorize ten. You launch out a little deeper. Last year, I read my devotional on the Bible app. This year, I'm going to start a Bible app plan. Launch out a little deeper. Uh, I dare you to launch out a little further on the word of God. Jesus says, and greater works shall ye do than these. It, this is not as good as it gets. I'm launching out. I don't want to settle for where I am now. I want everything God has planned for me. And God says, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, not just barely have it surviving. You got to push yourself a little further. Push yourself a little harder. Give it all you got. Stop settling for minnows. God has a greater catch in store for you if you will just launch out. The, the third point I have is let down, right here in the text. We must be willing to let down and let go of pride and humble ourselves. Ouch. Peter could have rejected Jesus' advice, particularly since Peter was more experienced, a more experienced fisherman than Jesus was. Also, he had already done what Jesus was telling him to do in the text. And sometimes we miss out on opportunities or even struggle greatly because we know too much. We are obstinate and proud, acting as if we know everything. We're an expert and a master in everything. Can nobody, including Jesus himself, tell you nothing? If you keep looking straight ahead, nobody will know I'm on your street. Just say amen real loud. I'm looking straight ahead, too. <laughs> others, others are selective about who can tell us something. Jesus was a carpenter by trade, not a fisherman. And some of us would have dismissed his advice because we would have felt that he was not qualified to advise us on this subject. Peter could say, now, Jesus, I love you, right? You know you my boy. You here. I know, but I done, I've been fishing a long time. Now, you got this word thing straight, but, what, but I, I know what to do to get the fish. He could have taken that attitude, and some of us would have taken that attitude. Have y'all ever been guilty of this? Have you ever dismissed advice or wise counsel or good suggestions because you didn't feel like the person telling you or the source was credible enough? They didn't have enough experience to be advising you on that? 
I need to tell you, sometimes advice and wisdom and counsel comes in strange packages. Sometimes it doesn't come the way that we are looking for it. God has a way of taking the foolish things and confounding or confusing even the wise. God has a way of taking the most unlikely people, unlikely circumstances, and using them to create something extraordinary. His ways are not our ways. We've got to let down our preconceived notions and let God be God. Jesus instructs them to let down your nets. Your, your nets represent your ego, your pride, your intellect, your knowledge, your experience, your independence, and your self-sufficiency. We must be willing to exchange our pride and our will for Jesus' will, understanding that his will is the key to our best lives. Pride is the poison for progress. Pride is the poison to progress. You cannot live your best life if you lack the capacity to receive it. Do you have a grateful heart? Do you have a humble attitude and spirit? James 4 and 10 says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Could it be that your pride is blocking you from progressing? Or your ego is standing between you and your best life? Peter had to become vulnerable and let down his net to try again. He had to be willing to face the possibility of disappointment again. He had to have the humility to acknowledge that maybe he didn't have all the answers in order to receive the drought of fish. He says in verse 5, you didn't close your Bibles, did you? He says in verse 5, But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. In other words, I've been there, I've done that, got the t-shirt, the mug, and the matching pin already. But all right, Jesus, if you, at your word, if you say do it again, I will. Such obedience Peter possessed. We must be willing to blindly obey God in this way. Our faith must be so strong that we obey even when we don't understand. Our faith must be so strong that we obey even when it doesn't make sense to us. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. Our faith must be so strong that we're willing to give that failed marriage another try. Our faith must be so strong that we're willing to love again after being hurt. Our faith must be so strong that we're willing to try again after failing miserably. We've got to learn to turn our losses into lessons. I, I know it didn't work the last time, but at your word, I'm going to try again. Our faith must be so strong that we return to school even after failing the class and getting bad grades. Our faith must be so strong that we forgive those that have hurt us. Our faith must be so strong that we do good to those that we know doesn't mean us any good. But at your word, I will. We must be willing to exchange our will for his. Peter, Peter had to resist the urge to be overly concerned with what everybody else thought about him. Remember, this is a public setting. Everybody's around. You got the crowds over there listening to Jesus. You got the fishermen all out there. Everybody's here. An experienced fisherman like Peter knew that fish were not caught in the daytime. Any fishermen or fisherwomen in here? Praise God. Just pastor. Yep. Amen. The other fishermen would maybe mock him or laugh at him. 
when they see him throwing his net out for fish at that time of day. And all too often, we miss out on the opportunity of a lifetime uh, uh, or living our best lives, giving too much energy and credence to what other people think of us. If I do this, they're going to think that. If I say this, they're going to believe that. If I praise God in church, they're going to laugh at me. If I allow myself to be vulnerable, I'll look weak. If I do that, they won't accept me or they'll think I'm weird. Listen, the president of the United States of America recently shut the government down, worrying about what a few people were going to think of him. Uh, forget what people think of you. If people don't like you or think less of you because you're obeying God, then so be it. People are going to think what they're going to think, but I refuse to waste my time and energy worrying about what people think of me. I'm too worried about what God thinks about me to be concerned about what you think about me. I'm too busy pressing in to see what he has to say about me. I'm too busy focusing on pleasing him to worry about what other folks think about me. Somebody say, I'm living my best life. That's when you're at your best. Let's recap. What was first point? Listen up. What's point two? Launch out. What's point three? Let down. Last one. Look around. Look around, would you? Many people spend so much time, money, and effort searching for the keys, looking around, trying to see the keys to living their best life. Oftentimes, we're searching for something else when we already have everything that we need. Remember when God asked Moses, he said, what's in your hand? I see the water in front of you. I, I know you're, you got this Red Sea and all this water and these folks behind you, but what's in your hand? Elisha asked the widow woman, what's in your house? What do you have? I know you're, you're dying and it's just you and your son, but what do you have in your house? In other words, what do you already have in your possession? We often complain about what we would do if we only had this and had that. But what are we going to do or what are we doing with what we have? Jesus had already equipped Peter with everything he needed. He had the net, he had the boat, and he even had people around him to help him bring in the harvest. Second Peter 1 and 3 says, God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Look around because you have what you need. In verse 8, he says, and I'm almost finished here. Verse 8, he says to us, when, when G Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord. He recognizes his faults and his shortcomings, his inadequacies, his deficiencies, and he humbles himself, acknowledging that he's not even worthy to be in the presence of Jesus. The miraculous power of God has a way of revealing our inadequacies. The more of God we see, the more of ourselves we see through God's eyes. The more convicted we are to become more like him, the more God blesses you, the more you realize how much you really don't deserve it. The more God blesses you, the more you realize how much you need him. We should ask God daily to give us the growing awareness of his presence and a keener sense of just how much we need his grace and his mercy. Living your best life is realizing that you need the grace and mercy of God every single day. 
It's realizing that it's by his grace that you are what you are, that you live where you live, that you have what you have. It's not anything, as the scripture says, not that we should boast because everything we had comes from God. It's in him that we live, move, and have our being. It's realizing that I can't make it without him. I need him every minute, every moment, every second of the day. If he takes his hand away from me for just a moment, I don't know where I would be. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, I wouldn't have made it. It's realizing that, understanding that. In verse 10, Jesus tells them, from now on, you will catch men. In other words, he was calling them now to be disciples, seeking to point others to Christ. We got to be willing to help somebody else. Look around you. You, you have been blessed to be a blessing. Our goal each day should be to pour into someone else's life in a positive way. Our lives should draw others to Jesus Christ. He says, let them see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. We are to become fishers of men by drawing others to Jesus. Recently, I've, I've had this, this strange inner call to action, almost like an epiphany, not a midlife crisis, but epiphany. I was convicted in that I frequently always said, oh, if I, have one, if I ever get a little money, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start me a nonprofit. I'm going to help people. I've been doing, I mean, all these big grandiose plans, which I think are good. But one day God spoke back to me and he said, um, I hear you, but what are you doing with what you have? No, you don't have all the money to do those things right now. But what are you doing with what you do have? Who are you helping with what you have? Who are you riding around in that car you do have? <laughs> who, who are you giving to? Who are you lending service? Who are you pointing to Jesus in the circle right around you? We got to look around, y'all. Sometimes we get so caught up on where we are, what we're, what's going on in our lives, that we forget that we can be a blessing to people around us. Sometimes what, what we're going through and experiences is meant to help somebody else. Is this thing on? And at that moment, I was convicted. I, did a, I went on Google and was searching community service, everything. I had my family out. We were out on Martin Luther King Day. Just a different take on life. Not so self-engaged. Be concerned about others. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's living our best lives. We've been called to serve, not to be served. Once you've been touched by the power of God, your response must be to look around and touch those others within your reach, pointing them to Christ. And in doing this, you will be living your best life. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, that was a powerful word. I pray that you enjoyed this show, Making an Impact Christian Podcast Show, with your host, your boy, Mike Anthony. So as we are closing out in this episode, Living Your Best Life, Part 2, I want to challenge you that the person that is listening right now, if you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord, this is your time. This is your season. This is your right now. We're talking about living your best life. If you made it to the end of this show, then you know what I'm talking about. And I want to challenge you right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, come into my life. Come into my heart. I ask you to be Lord over my life. 
Forgive me, Lord, for all of my sins. I pray that, God, you will come into my heart and be the Lord. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I believe that you sit at the right hand of the Father. I want you to be Lord over my life forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, then you're saved. The Bible says that they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In Romans 10 out of 10, it says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised them from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So if you repeated that after me and you confessed in your heart and you believed in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he can save your soul, that without him you are nothing and that with him you will receive eternal life. If you believe that, then you're saved. Now I want you to get into a Bible-believing church and I want you to grow. I want you to begin to make an impact. But if you need any assistance, be sure to contact me at makinganimpact at hotmail.com or come right onto my website at makinganimpactmd.com. Leave me a message there and I'll help you walk through this salvation journey. And we have others, we have prayer, we have so many different things. But I want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We bless you in the precious name of Jesus. Forgive us, Lord, of our sins of the commission, omission, thought, word, and deed. God, we honor you. We bless you for this show. We bless you for the listeners. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless and good night. Thank you for listening to Making an Impact Christian Podcast Show. We value your presence. Mike Anthony and Team Impact want to thank you for your support. If you want to support this podcast, please become a patron at www.patreon.com, making an impact. Thank you for joining Team Impact.